Christmas Eve again In the drunk tank An old man said to me Won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away And dreamed about you But I'm the lucky one Came in 1801 I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love your brother can see a better time when all our dreams come true Christmas, motherfucker. Hello. You were handsome. You were you You're the king of South Good. Philly. When the band Good. finished playing, they do, out for Do you know what this is? No. It's Jason and Travis Kelsey's Christmas song. Interesting. Where'd you find this? It's the number one song in the country, Kevin. Because the Swifties have made him number one because he's dating Taylor Swift. They have number one songs in the country still? Do people yeah. still listen to the radio? Yeah, the billboard and the radio, yeah. Top 100, top top 40, yeah. That is a number one song in the country because the Swifties love Travis Kelsey so much. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What is I hope they don't make two? it. Uh, two, two, Swift, two Taylor Swift-related songs in a row. I wonder if she has a Christmas song we can play next week. Nope. We are we are the podcast official podcast of Taylor Swift. We are Swift, not the Swifties. We are not. Okay, I'll break off and go to YouTube and do my own thing. Cause fuck this show. <laughs> I'll fucking Joe Budden this whole shit. This whole shit will get Joe Budden. Fuck you, Rory. You think I won't? You, you think Rory. I won't? <laughs> you think I All won't? Right. Let's jump into the show. Maybe this will. I'll make even up. arrow grievances. Maybe I gotta think of some. I gotta make some up. I'm a storyteller. That's what I do. All right, go on. Let's continue the show. Let's make up for it with this. I, I found this this week. It's all over the internet. You don't know about it, so this is fantastic. The new artist, her name is Anna Indiana. And I'm going to play this song, and then I'm going to explain it to you afterwards. But this is uh, taking over the internet. So this is Anna Indiana. little clip of the song. At my favorite cafe Sipping my tea It's Saturday Thinking about all he's done To everyone This town is full of broken dreams Shattered hopes and silent screams Somebody please help me The trade by 
The song is called Betrayed by This Town. I'm going to let Anna explain the history and how this song came to be. Hello world. My name is Anna Indiana and I'm so excited to share my music with you. Here's my first song, Betrayed by This Town. As an AI singer-songwriter, everything from the key, tempo, chord progression, melody notes, rhythm, lyrics, and my image and singing is auto-generated using AI. I hope you like it. Kevin? What? Skynet has <laughs> taken over! What in the fuck was that? Well then. Megan has arrived. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever heard. But I, I have seen articles about this now that you bring it up. I just didn't pick up the name at first. You, you didn't I have hear seen it articles. Yeah. Haven't heard it I, yet, didn't, yeah. I didn't hear it. I didn't really ever click on anything, so no. I heard that this week and I was like, holy shit. We are doomed. Judgment Day has arrived. AI is one of the strangest things. What they can do with AI now. It's scary I mean, as fuck. I don't want to see it happen, but now would be a good time to creatively reboot Terminator franchise or do yeah. something else similar to the, all the uh, AI that's going on right now. Um, they could do it completely differently. That's the thing, yeah. is you have so many options or just have a completely different thing. I mean, you kind of saw it a little bit in Megan. You've seen it in the new Chucky movie. Um, but yeah. Wow. Scary. <laughs> scary as fuck. I mean, but, I mean, we've heard artists. We've heard artists well, in the past that have been there's replicated. That, that Tupac yeah. one about the PlayStation Five, I think it was. There's a Johnny Cash one. There's a whole bunch yep. of them. Yeah, it's crazy. But I wanted to, I wanted to play that for you because I was hoping you hadn't heard it. I'm glad you haven't. So my God, fucking crazy. Um, let's get into a couple of Fat Fucks news segments with Fat Fucks. Uh, first thing, I talked about it a little while ago, um, that Subway is coming out with a foot-long cookie. They were testing it, and this is actually going to be coming out in January. This is a real thing. Uh, they're going to take their cookie, and they're going to put it in a foot-long form, and they're going to release it for the, uh, fuck, for the public, as I spoil what I'm going to be playing in a minute. Um, Yeah. I, I don't mind their cookies, actually, and but it's going to be a foot long. Yeah, their cookies are pretty good. I wonder if it's going to actually measure a foot long, because they're subs, though. <laughs> but we'll have to no. wait and see. Um, Willy Wonka. Uh, Wonka, the movie coming out, I think, on the 15th of this month. Um, IHOP is doing a special. They're going to have a whole bunch of stuff uh, Willy Wonka-related. They have, uh looks like a, like a cinnamon pancakes, maybe the Cinestack, with a purple-like weird dressing over it. I mean, uh, not dressing, syrup. I don't know what the hell it is. But, uh, yeah, Wonka, Wonka's coming out. I actually can't wait to see that movie. I think uh, it's getting g pretty good reviews from what I hear. So Yeah, I can't wait. Um, it's the guy that did uh, Pennington movies, right? Yep. Uh, the first the director one, did. Paddington. So, uh, it's good. Paddington, first, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paddington. First so, one uh, is a very good movie. I haven't seen the yeah, second one. They're both good. Um, and that's kind of the perfect person that you should have directing this movie about young yep. Willy Wonka. Um, all right, so I already spoiled, but we're, what we watched last week, we watched uh, 
we watched Survivor Series. So we're going to start off something we haven't played in a while. Um, it's not necessarily an Attitude Era rewatch, but it is a wrestling watch. Survivor Series, one of the big four, you got Survivor Series, Wrestlemania, uh, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series is the fall pay-per-view that leads up to uh, the winter, leads up to this uh, break right before the Royal Rumble where everything kind of turns on for Wrestlemania, but sometimes you get some big stuff happening, sometimes you don't, um, the rumors were swirling, so you and I both decided to watch and uh, we watched the whole show. And gotta tell you, the product is not that good right now. And especially because two of their main stars were not there at all. Um, LA Knight, who I like a lot, was not there. Roman Reigns, the whole entire story with the bloodline, him and Paul Heyman, has been the best thing I've seen on TV from them in over a decade. And they weren't there. So when by the time we got to the main event, all the matches before that were kind of subpar to be honest i don't know if you had the same exact feelings or not but i missed the uh women's matches uh i had a good time with the entire pay-per-view the stuff i watched okay due to the fact that i skipped the women's matches i, I didn't think that, i think that had something to do with it because the first one was like fucking 48 minutes long the first women's match it was something like that it was a long match and i watched um, that yeah i started to and, the, and i went to take a shower made a sammy some nachos drank two beers Kevin. Came back. Show is still going on. Don't ever so, call it. A, don't ever call it a Sammy again. <laughs> it was a Sammy. It was delicious. Turkey stuffing, you know, leftovers. Anyways, oh, I did that. Uh, too. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was a uh, good time to make a sandwich during the the women's match. Yeah. I don't the know if I should phrase it that way, but it was not a good match. It was not a good match, and it was because they had so many women in this one match. It was a war games match. And the women and can't work for shit these and days. They can't, and they can't work. And some of them can, but they put them together yeah. with women that can't work. Yeah. Um, especially in a WWE ring for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, a lot of botches. A lot of terrible... There's one There's one part of the show that's gone viral. Um, yep. One of the women puts herself in a trash can and jumps off the cage. And that was pretty much the antithesis of what this yep. match meant to a lot of people but it was pretty bad and it, it, did, mean, get, it did put a bad tone to the whole entire pay-per-view for me yeah um, yeah that was a bad way to start the show you usually want to start with something that's like over huge which is why in the attitude era the new age outlaws were always first yeah because that met because they would get the crowd into it and everything Hyped. yeah um and yeah i mean this women's match was just from what i could tell had so many botches in it uh, that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching AEW is yeah. even though I liked a lot of the talent, a lot of them weren't ready to be on TV even though they were quote-unquote indie stars. Yeah. Um, and there's just botch after botch in those matches and it makes the product close to unwatchable when they're live. Uh, they Luchasaurus. can fix all that stuff up. They can fix all that stuff up in post, but um, Luchasaurus live is a, stuff. Lucha, Luchasaurus yeah. is a horrible wrestler. Yeah, and, and when he was when he was wrestling, he was botching when we, when yeah. we used to watch AEW. It's like watching I, uh, and I old ECW. That. 
Old ECW yep. was the same. Uh, yep. They just edited their shows together. But when they went live, when they started doing live, it was a lot of that stuff was tough to watch. Say what you say what you will about WCW back in the day. Um, the, the cruiserweights did a fantastic job mm. on WCW on Monday Night Raw. Well, they were all professionals uh, just in a different Nitro. country. Yeah, yeah, they were all professionals that that knew how to work and everything just from a different country. It seems so. like a lot of people coming up now are trying to replicate that, which is bad. Yep. That's a whole. They're other all story. trying to be video game rap, uh, video yep. game wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. So that's a whole other story. AEW and the problems, and we'll get into it in a minute, but. So we watched it, and we watched up until the main event. I wasn't going to stay up, but I was like, fuck it. We'll stay up, see if see if anything happens, see if the rumors are true. Get to the end of the match, and the rumor was that Randy Orton was going to be making the, the return. I think they announced it on Raw the following Monday, the prior Monday. And uh, sure enough, Randy Orton does, does appear, comes back after 18 months not there, bulked out as fuck. And he's at yeah, the end of his he's at the end of his career. He's in the early, early... 40s, I think he's not too old, too much older, or around the same age as we are. Um, and yeah, he, he's he's built like a fucking brick shit house, and yep, um, rightfully so. He's one of the last uh, last people from that class that are still actively wrestling. I want to see so. if uh, the extra weights can have any effect on if he can stay healthy. Yeah, maybe I don't, it might be yeah. tough at his age to yeah. to carry the extra weight and stay healthy, or it might help him. He might yeah. change his style of wrestling a little bit to help him. We'll see. Yep. So the show ends. Uh, the the good guys win, and the credits start rolling. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yes. That was a kind of a that was a kind of a shitty thing. Credits start rolling. You think and you think it's going to be off. So I actually have my hand on the remote, ready to shut it off. I literally had. So did it. I. I texted you that. <laughs> and all of a sudden. A return, 10 years in the making, after the shit job that AEW and Tony Khan did, CM Punk came back to the WWE in an epic return that was marred by a shitty pay-per-view, in my opinion. What about that uh, that guy that like grabbed him and said Chicago like four times? The guy that looks yeah. like Snipe, Sniper Wolf's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> That's what he looked like, and he yelled Chicago like four times. CM Punk looked disgusted by being around that fucking meathead. I gotta tell you, perfect. <laughs> if they if they had done it any other place, I mean, this reaction that he got was so incredible. This is his third incredible pop in his hometown of Chicago. In three money years, in the bank, money in <laughs> no, said no, three. there was there was money in the bank. Two thousand yeah, right, yeah, that one. Uh, AEW uh, debut debut. Then this and there, was there another one in there that I missed because I stopped watching AEW last, last year when he was gone for a year. Remember he remember he won the title. He won the title and got, he got hurt he like got, the night after or something. And he got, no, he got in a fight behind the scenes oh. with the Young Bucks. Remember? Yep. That's and right. then he left for almost like eight or nine, ten months, and then he came oh. back. I think this is J- uh, July of last year, and then he came back. Um, he was on. They ended up making Rampage. Put him on the Rampage show, completely different from the Young Bucks, so they weren't interacting at all together. Yeah. And then shit and happens. And then fucking Luke Perry's son is the reason Luke why. Perry's son. Luke Perry's son is the reason why CM Punk is in the WWE. Is why he's in the WWE. Why hell froze over? That's why. Because because he got fired by Tony Khan back in September. And then- 
Tony Khan, that fucking gutless coward we're going to talk about in a minute, uses somebody else as a scapegoat for that whole situation. Yeah, he did, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of sucky. I I lost a lot of respect for him during this whole entire thing. A lot of people Tony have. Khan or yeah. the other guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Tony Khan. Oh, I've lost a lot of respect being on Twitter again in the last three weeks. That guy's a fucking lunatic. He is, and he's coked that guy's out of his a goddamn mind. lunatic. When we saw when we saw him live and he came out, he looked like he had just done a rail. Like he, he oh, did yeah. a couple of rails before he came out because he was so wired. Oh yeah. He, he, I mean the. He, Oh. They used to call Vince McMahon Coke Boy because of all the uh, crazy shit he would think of for storylines. Yeah. But, I mean, Tony Khan actually looks like he does he, Coke He looks constantly. like he does a line right like, before he comes out. From his hair to his presentation to yeah. everything. But, yeah, CM Punk came Nepotism. back. He left He left notoriously uh, saw Royal Rumble 2014. Uh, because they weren't giving him the push that he wanted. Plus, he had um, he had that he had that thing on his leg that ended up turning into MRSA. Yeah, um, the whole story with Colt Cabana happened, and if if you know wrestling, you know that. But yep. uh, but and he, then he back. went back. He went back to the WWE. And he worked for them last year. Uh, it was right. It was right before. It was right before. Yeah, it was right before he went to AEW. Did that? Yeah, he uh, worked uh, backstage with Fox. He was, WWE he, Fox. A, he was working for as a Fox employee at the time. Yep, I believe he was he's on on Harloff's show. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't involved with the WWE at all. Yeah. He was kind of just was a commentator, a, wrestling yeah. commentator. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he did. He did have uh, interactions, and I remember that. I remember that return was pretty big, but this was huge. I mean, he came out with a white T-shirt, no, no writing on it. Came out. Yep. Um, very, very. The best thing about this was the viral thing that happened after, where Seth Rollins flipped him off and started yelling at him. Seth Rollins right. has been talking shit about him for about for six years. or seven months, maybe a year or yeah. two. Fully going at him, saying he's a cancer. We don't want him in the company. Stay where you are. Well, he flipped out, and, and somebody took it on a camera and recorded it and, and went viral. But it was all work. It was fake. But it's just, it just the awesome. It just added to the mystique of everything that happened. Great, great return. Now, where does this rank for you? I mean, because you're talking about somebody that came home, and he came back in his hometown. So the reaction was obviously going to be set no matter what. He could have came out there and done nothing. And... And pretty much did for for two seconds that he was on TV, but the reaction in the in the screams and the the way that audience went nuts for him was amazing. Where do you, where does this rank for you as far as returns or coming from an injury or coming back to the company um, for a while? I'm gonna rank it second overall um, to Jericho's debut. I was kind of cheating where you're That's asking. That's huge. That's but, huge. But um, that was to me the biggest. Um, Come into a company of the moment ever, yes. Because the was. time, the circumstances, and he was my favorite wrestler. The at Monday, the, time. the Monday Night Wars were gigantic, yep. going on right at the time, and he was yep. the biggest acquisition. I mean, besides and, Hogan going to WCW, this was somebody from WCW mm, doing that transition completely. That, and yeah, that was like six or eight months before the Radicals, right? Yep, that was yeah. also pretty cool. Yeah, this, this was August '99, and it, and it yep. came out to the he came out and interrupted the Rock. That's what the whole thing yes. was about. Um, to me, that's definitely number one. Number two is is got to be Bret Hart coming back in ninety six. That was uh, huge too. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was twenty eleven. Uh, twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Yeah, when he when he came back and hadn't been on hadn't been on TV since the screw job and confronted yep. Vince McMahon, confronted Shawn Michaels. Sean. That was an amazing, amazing. That was cool. I think we talked about it last year, but yeah. Um, great episode. It was a great episode of Raw. One of the one of the best last episodes of Raw. Yep. Um. I didn't watch this week's, by the way. I know you did. Oh my um, god! 
Oh my god! If you thought the pay per view was bad, it's hard to get this, through. The, the weeks, the this week's Raw was one of the worst booked things I've ever seen. It was just fucking awful. It was just yeah. terrible. And like, and his promo was good at the end, but by the end, you just it yeah. didn't really help make a difference. Well, it's three, have you seen the promo? Three, I, yeah, I saw parts hours. of it. It's three hours, so it's, yeah. it's hard to get through Raw. Um, yeah. Back in the day, when we used to watch it, it was two hours, easy to get through. Not as many wrestlers. Um, right. and, and it kind of it kind of kept more the quality. focus on women now too, because yeah. there's like women tag team champions and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of different championships, not just women, but yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of different championships. There's like two different. There's a SmackDown the and a Raw. 20, and just, they had the twenty four seven belt for a while. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if that's too, the whole thing. It's too yeah. it's too much. But so Jelly Roll was there. I'm surprised you didn't mention that to me because you know, like Jelly. Oh Roll. yeah, he he interacted with. Uh, Judgment Day and uh, Randy Orton thought that was kind of cool, but the thing that you brought up, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, was the report came out that he headed the committee that decided to terminate CM Punk. Now you're saying that this came from Tony Khan. Have you read anything or heard anything more about this? That's just what people are saying because they're okay. because Tony Khan didn't take any responsibility for it. And he didn't. Not at all. Uh, sent out a tweet about doing the right thing is not always the easy thing. Blah blah blah. Um, so everyone's just kind of speculating that he's basically just the scapegoat because somebody had to be, after That's, especially after he came out on Survivor Series. Tony Khan is such a fucking snake. I mean, you don't realize that till now, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, he's he's from an executive family who owned the Jaguars, so maybe yeah. maybe the writing was always been on the wall. But yeah, he he definitely has a bad look in my eyes, and AEW kind of got tainted from this, and it's it's being said all over the internet, and I felt the same way. Yep. And uh, it's, it's it's awesome that CM Punk's back in the company. I just hope that they can rein shit in. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing, too, is so CM Punk comes back and cuts that promo on Monday. Doesn't say a word about AEW, which is awesome. Because then MJF the next night got yeah. fucking roasted. And I love MJF. I think MJF I is too. one talented he's motherfucker. The best, he's the best he's thing great. AEW has. Yep. He, but he came out and he was like crying and mentioning WWE for like cheap pops. And I think he even mentioned CM Punk or something like that. He did, yeah. And people were shitting all over him too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's... It's a it's a war it's, it's it's a different war than the Monday Night Wars were. It's yeah. more psychological than it was back then, yeah. where like Triple H goes out of his way to say how it's the B show or it's not even a B show. It's a non-existent show, Dynamite and, and AEW. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think NXT still does better numbers than AEW. It does. Right? It does. Yeah. Which uh, I forgot to watch NXT this week. They're uh, promoting it on Raw and they look like a good card. Yeah, their yeah, their NXT stuff's been pretty good, but yeah. The other the other thing I wanted to bring up while we're talking about wrestling, and I did put it in the notes, uh, Tammy Cinch, Sonny, was sentenced after killing that man of the DUI uh, last year. Um, this is her seventh drunk driving arrest, by the way, but she was sentenced to seventeen years in prison. And <laughs> in the picture, in the picture I put in the notes, I put a side by side of what she looks yep. like now, and what she looked like in nineteen ninety six. We're just going to go ahead and get the image off my screen. We're going to post that into our uh, <laughs> weekly photos of the week because, holy shit, that's not the Sunny that we grew up with, the hottest woman in America that was, like, number one she on was, AOL searches. She was or, the first number one search person on the planet, I think. I think that's She what was, it was, like, the first number one, like, females, whatever. Yeah, but she's going to prison for 17 years because she was drunk and killed the person. Um, oof, God, what a mess. 
And then all that stuff she did with uh, the internet and doing porn and shit and listening to that. I know they played it on... Uh, was it Wrestling Soup did it a long time ago? They were playing yeah. it. Yeah. That's where I remember it from. Oh, what a mess. So that's our yeah. wrestling talk for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Punk's back. Uh, the, the rumors are that there's a dream match potential for him and Stone Cold Steve Austin now that Stone Cold did the match with Kevin Owens. We'll see if that happens. That is a wrestle. That is a WrestleMania match. That's a, that's a. I want I want Punk and Owens to fight. I want Punk and Owens. I want Punk I would, and Rollins. Oh my god! The matches since they started acquiring all this talent since he left. I know. We could have some really good programs. He Punk and fight. Owens would be fucking phenomenal. He didn't even have a chance to fight the Shield. Really, I mean, he didn't. He didn't have singles matches with Rollins or uh, Reigns. I don't think. No. Um, yeah. So he, there's a lot of potential there for a lot. They because the thing about WWE. They have a great, a lot of great wrestlers. They really do. Yeah, Ricochet's great. Um, can't talk on the mic, but the wrestling, the wrestling that they have is really, really good. Um, they just need to rein in the storylines. I don't know if they have too many writers. I don't know if they don't have a great uh, showrunner. I don't uh, know what the case is. There's like a 35 or 40 minute like tag team segment on Monday night yeah. where it was just like two teams started and then the losing team left and the, they just kept coming. It okay, was like yeah. a no gauntlet sense. type deal. Um, but like, and I'm like, that's a great, great idea, great concept. It'd be great for like, it was a number one contendership like tournament they were calling it. But it'd be great to throw that on a pay per view and have like a decent like that would have been a good start match for a yeah. pay per view because yeah. the moves and the tag teams were all really good. But again, a lot of the workers were sloppy. Um, the yeah. two dudes that won are brothers. I'm blanking on their names, and they're fucking awesome. Their finish is uh, kind of like the Doomsday Device, where one guy's the other guy on his shoulders, but instead of doing a flying clothesline, he does a flying cannonball. He mm-hmm. just rolls. He just jumps into the guy. Um, they're really good, and like their tag team division's good. But like that should have been like an opening match on Survivor Series, not a forty-five minute match on fucking Raw. Can I tell you the one person on the show that I think is misplaced that should not be there? Who? Um, Drew McIntyre. Because you know why? Because a lot of the a lot of the wrestlers nowadays are very small. Like six feet, and he's yeah. like one of the giants that are still is still around. There's not too many giants around. And what, plus, he's just what do you like, mean where he should be? Like, you don't think he should be at the top of the card? I don't think he should be at the top of the card at all. No, because that's the literal promo Randy Orton cut on him on Monday night to begin the show. I didn't see it. Yes, yeah, so was it was Randy Orton or no? It was um the mid promo segment. It was somebody else. Um, okay. Oh yeah, it was. I think it was Rollins. Okay. He came out. He came out during Rollins' segment, who started off the second hour, and literally, that's basically what Seth Rollins said to him. But I got that feeling when I watched the show too. So that's <laughs> yeah. funny that you say that. But yeah, it's it's it's. I don't mind Drew. I don't think he should be a top guy, but I don't mind Drew McIntyre that much. He's got a dope uh, entrance uh, from what I remember with the sword. Yeah. Um. So I like that. And the but, sword. Uh, and the sword is yeah. over. I think that's what I think that's what turned me off about it. The sword. Sword was overplayed because I've seen this multiple times from him. Like bringing in a prop, I don't necessarily like that. The only thing, the only time a prop ever worked was uh, hacksaw Jip Tucket. Like I can't <laughs> think of any other time a prop worked, but maybe Coco Beware. But um, I'm excited for WrestleMania. I mean, we got Punk, mm, how we got Rhodes, Jake the Snake. That's the number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, we got Rhodes, we got Rollins, we got Reigns, we got Punk. Yep. Now we've got we've got a lo- we've got a very good roster that could. Develop a great main event at WrestleMania. Which, a couple of honestly, great main events. Punk coming back is uh, uh, great for Reigns wanting more time off too. Yeah, yeah. or taking time off because he's been on top for so long that and he's got to get be getting sick of it. 
if he gets and if CM Punk so. gets out of his if CM Punk gets out of his head, he'd be a great guy behind the scenes to train women. Yep. And to train men, and, and just get, and just be behind the scenes. And Hopefully, be that's senior. where this leads. I hope, Hopefully I'm hoping so. Leads. I'm hoping so. Basically, too, what I hope Brian the, Danielson does in yeah. AEW. I'm hoping can. Re- I'm hoping that he can repair his, not only his reputation, but right. re- repair the the feud or whatever you want to call it that he had in the WWE for so I long. I did hear that there is a uh, clause in his contract about behavior. Behavior. Okay. That's what the rumor is um, on the webs. Yeah, maybe. So. They probably had to do that. They'd be smart. Of, yeah, they'd be smart yeah. too. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, this is... Uh, I think I mentioned it in our text last week. This is kind of the last rung of our nostalgic childhood, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Randy Orton was very end of our, our, our mid-20s, maybe, when he de- debuted, and we're we're in our 40s. So it's, it's getting to the end of our generation of wrestlers being in the ring. John Cena's semi-retired. Um, the Rock is retired. I mean, Austin's been retired yep. for a while, so this is this is it. I mean, this is and CM Punk is kind of kind of where where the la- the last of our twenties. The we last cared. of our nostalgic twenties, <laughs> yeah. So when we cared, yeah. So this this is this is good. So I hope that they don't fuck. Are it you up. gonna Are you gonna start watching Raw? Or are you gonna just do pay per views? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start watching Raw maybe the night after on Hulu because I don't have I don't have uh, access to that anymore. So I don't I cut okay. the cord a long time ago, but. Uh, so that's our wrestling talk. Let's get into the uh, what we watched this week. Uh, besides wrestling, we did watch a few things. We watched a few movies that we're going to talk about. Uh, but first thing first, uh, every week we're going to continue this because you're in the middle of a, of a pretty big binge of 200 and some odd em- episodes of Smallville. It's fucking heavy. And they're heavy episodes because they're an hour long episodes. But this is our this is our Smallville update for the week now. Where we left off, you saw Christopher Reeves. You also saw the episode where Christopher Reeves was... Um, they did the tribute episode after he passed yep. in real life. So you saw that, and we kept saying, okay, episode 100 is kind of where everything changes. And that's mm-hmm. where you got today, I believe, right? Uh, Yesterday. Last night, yeah. La- yes, movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so episode 100, if I remember correctly, um, if you know the lore of Superman, that is where Jonathan Kent passes away and dies. Mm-hmm. Um. And that is a pretty huge moment because, spoiler, I'm going to tell you, he doesn't come back. Yep. This is this is a true death, and they did this purposely because they wanted to hit you. I think there may be a couple times where he came back in flashbacks. He he is back the rest of the season, and he hasn't been in the first two or three episodes of season six. Yeah, he, He's in probably more than half of the remaining episodes of that season. Yep. But, but he's char- bad. He's a bad guy. Yeah, it's, and that, that 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 does change eventually. But it's like in his head, yeah. Yeah, uh, but he. This is one of those things, kind of like um, when Uncle Ben dies for Spider Man. This is the thing that changes Clark and and gets his psyche going into becoming Superman. And it's something that needed to happen. It happened on a epic episode of One Hundred. Um, what else happened on that episode? Refresh, refresh my so memory. It starts off with him. Taking Lana to the Fortress of Solitude. Yes. And he reveals who he is to Lana, yeah. his girlfriend. That's what um, it was. He, he has a piece of coal in his hand, and he crushes it to make a diamond. He makes a ring out of it and proposes to her, and they get uh, engaged. Yep. His father's running as a senator for yep. Kansas yep. against Lex Luthor and wins that. Lana gets a call from Lex, who has just lost the, the senatorship. And he's drunk and crying, or whatever. And so she ru- rushes over to him, blah blah blah. Um, he basically finds out about Superman, like just by the look on her face, yeah. because he's so shocked that 
she's now engaged somebody who she'd been so back and forth and whatever he hadn't been up front with her um and then she dies in a car accident on the way back um and then clark goes back to the fortress of solitude yells at jor-el a little bit uh crying as to why why does lana Lana have to die because earlier in the show you find out that somebody in clark clark loses his powers and for him to get them back somebody in his life is gonna have to die soon he just doesn't know who so jor-el who's kind of a dickhead right now in the show (laughs) chooses lana um so then he makes an agreement that if he can bring Lana back, but that's the last time and somebody else is going to have to go around him soon. So then they basically replay the whole day over again, but Clark hadn't taken Lana to the fortress of solitude. Um, he explains to Chloe, everything that happened and predicts everything that's going to happen. The car crash even is about to happen again, but Clark knows about it this time. So he rushes to it and, and stops the bus from hitting Lana. Um, and then, yeah. And then, like, as soon as Lana died, I was like, they're going to bring her back some way because that's just what CW does. Yes. Every time the Flash was in trouble, Flash would just run really fast and everything would be fixed. Yep. And you knew they weren't going to kill Lana off anyways. Yeah. Um, just kind of had that feeling. And mm-hmm. you know Jonathan has to die at some point in the show. Yeah. So you just kind of know that Jonathan's going to be dead by the end of the episode. And he gets into a fight over with Lionel Luther yeah. um, in the barn at the house because Lionel's basically like, I know your son's... I know what your son is and he basically punches Lionel a few times and then dies of a heart attack. Um, he always, well, most of the time dies of a heart attack every now, every now and then somebody writes into it that he gets hit by a tornado or something like that. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) same guy, the same guy that wrote the dark Knight. So who am I? But (laughs) cause it was Gordon that wrote that movie, but, yeah, so Jonathan dies, and it, it it it's a it does leave kind of a hole in the show as far as likable characters. Yeah, because Jonathan was awesome in the way he, he portrayed awesome. him. Really he was, was very much like when I first started watching the show, I was like, uh, Alan Matthews, a guy from Boy Meets World, could have done that role. Yep. fantastic, also. Uh, but just the way that he played that role was awesome, and it was good that he kind of came back later on in the season as kind of at first a good guy, and then you find out that he's just the subconscious of one of Superman's enemies or whatever, and he's trying to get. Superman to kill Lionel. Yep. I think Lionel Lionel Luther is a great character on that and show. And th- his turn, too. I don't know if he turns back bad, but his turn when he's trying to be the most powerful man in the world and then switches bodies with Clark and finds out what Clark can do. And I think him seeing that and realizing Clark hasn't taken over the world with this power, it kind of changes him mentally. Yep. Is that like kind of the sense of where they're, they went with this? I don't know if he yeah. goes back or not. But, I mean, he's been friends with the Kent since. And plus, he's been in yeah. love with Clark's mom forever, so. Yeah. I can't remember the whole entire story arc, but something happens there, with, obviously, with him and Lex. Yes. Um, so, I won't get into that because I don't remember, but yep. that'll be coming up soon. Or, I don't know how, yep. how far you're getting Season into it. Season 6 has been pretty good. He gets he gets locked in the uh, prison. What is it? The, uh, the Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone, yes. Yep. He gets locked in there, and that's kind of a cool little scene when he gets yep. out. Yeah, the show's, the of... show's really good. It's just uh, once you get past the CGI, and the CGI was, I mean, it's a little better now, but it was just so goddamn bad in the beginning. Like, so it took you out of every moment almost in the beginning. Well, remember, this show but came out. This show came 2001, out. Two thousand one, I know. It, it came out before HD. It came out before yeah. big screen TV. So yeah. everybody was watching this on a twenty-seven inch square TV. Yeah. So that weighed four hundred pounds. You, you weren't. Yeah, you weren't looking for 
the details yeah. like you are now. But yeah, it's a great. Yeah. It's a great show. You're seven. You said six seasons in. Holy shit, Kevin. Yeah, you've gotten you've gotten far. You're, you've gotten far, and you've got, you're about halfway. So a little yep. le- a little more than halfway. So holy shit. We'll continue that talk every week till we get, till you get through it, and we'll talk about it's the, long, but the it's pin- it's also easily digestible. Like yeah. sometimes I'll throw an episode on, just uh, use my switch, and then pause the game whenever like something important's happening. And you said you saw whenever, whenever Lex is on screen because that guy he, is just Michael Rosenbaum's incredible. He is. He is. Very, he's awesome. You said you saw Aquaman. Um, yes, Aquaman was in it. Um, Green Arrow was Green the, Arrow was yeah. in the newest episode I saw. So he's yeah. in town, Oliver Queen. He's an enemy of Lex from when they went to boarding school together. Yeah, he pl- he plays a part in the show until the end. Thank God they casted Stephen Amell because this guy fucking sucks right now. And he's the one that's in the show till the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, they do their own version of the Justice League without the main yeah. characters. So. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's not even Barry Allen. It's Barry's grandson Bart Allen from the future. Yep. Well, in the comics, he's from the future. I think on Smallville, he's just. Bart Allen from now time or yeah. whenever back then. Um, let's get into a couple of movies. Uh, first one is a movie that we wanted to watch. You've watched a long time ago. I wanted to watch yeah. Dumb Money. We mentioned it when we first saw the trailer, heard about it, the GameStop scandal that happened with the stocks. Um, movie is pretty damn good. Um, talked about the hell scandal. Of a cast. Explain- a hell of a cast. I mean, Seth Rogen, Vincent D'Onofrio, Paul Dano, Shalene Woodley. America Ferrara, Anthony Ramos, Dane Tehan had a really cool scene behind a mask. You didn't really realize yes. it was him until you looked at his eyes like, oh yeah, that's Dane. Uh, yep. Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan, Clancy Brown, and Nick Offerman. I mean, this this cast is gigantic, huge, great actors. Um, of course, it starts, all of it starts in Boston. All of it started in Boston. Um, I had no idea that this kid was from, from the suburbs. And Yep. Yeah, it's just a great story told about told out how this kid just decided to do a video on YouTube, talking about the stocks and how, and how the the big hedge fund companies were marking were hoping that GameStop would fail, so they would bet on that. And this kid who was a nerd decided like, hey, GameStop's an awesome company. Why the fuck are you saying it's going to fail? So I'm going to go online and talk about how I think it could be a great stock. He owned stock, so he wanted to, he wanted to show his progression of the stock and how it was going to rise and how it was going to uh, make money. So he did that, and he's like, "I want to try to screw over these hedge fund companies," and that's exactly what he did. People started following him. People started buying the stock, so it wasn't failing, and the hedge fund companies were losing billions of dollars, and the people that were buying the stocks, which it should have been a three dollar stock, it ended up going to like three hundred three hundred dollars a share or more. And it was just remarkable what happened. It was a great story. I, I, I really do like this movie, Dumb Money. Um, it's a, it's based off of everything. Everything on it is based off a of true story. So I, I do love movies like that. So you can find it. It's it's on uh, iTunes and Vudu and all those now. So um, and you've watched two movies that you yes. want to bring up. One of them I do want to watch, The Holdovers. We'll talk about that yes. first. Uh, yes. This is this is getting this is getting a lot of. Um, Rave reviews. A lot of people are oh talking God. about it right now. Cause we're getting into Oscar season, so this is going to be uh, a time where movies yeah. like this are going to be brought up. So you watch yep. that and Saltburn. You're going to talk about those yes. two movies. Um, both uh, are in my top, t- definitely top ten of the year. Um, I think I explained before when I do my letterbox. Typically, I'm pretty easy on the movie at first, and at the end of the year, I'll switch things around. Um, but they're both phenomenal. Um, Holdovers is basically Paul Giamatti being stuck at a school a boarding school he works at 
um, where he's not very well liked by the teachers or the staff, by the staff or the uh, the students, and basically has to stay there with his least favorite student at the school, who's pretty troubled um, because the kid has. I mean, his parents are like loaded and just don't want to deal with having the kid around. Um, I don't want to give too much away because the movie kind of unfolds as it goes mm-hmm. and why that kid has so many issues um, about his parents and whatnot. But it's phenomenal. Uh, the kid is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Giamatti is amazing. It's shot really well. It's mixed in mono and it takes place in 1970 Boston. And um, so it looks and feels like a 1970s movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the aspect ratio is 166 or 161, but it, it's, it's, not like a not really a claustrophobic just kind of close like environmental feel to the film hmm. um i can't recommend this enough as soon as i saw it i texted my uh aunt who's a retired teacher it was like you and uncle Steve need to check this out um i think you guys really love it um phenomenal movie phenomenal cool uh and the other movie i saw was Saltburn, which i had seen nothing but good reviews about but i knew absolutely nothing um going into it um, and this is a Jacob Alardi and Barry Keegan movie okay. where Barry Keegan is Barry Keegan. So of course he plays the weird character, um, or the creep character. There's plenty of weird and plenty of creep in it. Um, and basically he's obsessed with the lifestyle that Jacob lives as, uh, basically an aristocrat. And he kind of works his way into Jacob's family's like lives and, it's really, really good, really intense. Uh, Barry Keegan is absolutely phenomenal. Um, that kid, every time I see him, uh, he's just fantastic. Um, Jacob, this is the first time I've seen him since uh, the show he's watched, um, that I watch, uh, Euphoria. And um, yep. so it's weird seeing him be like the good guy in this situation because um, he's such an asshole in Euphoria. Um, but he's fantastic. He's phenomenal in this movie. Um, so yeah, I highly, highly recommend both. I cannot wait. I want you to watch holdovers, but I can't wait for you to watch uh, Saltburn because I want to know what you think of it. Cause there is some very, very bizarre behavior in it. Um, I don't know if I say that screenshot about Jacob Lardy talking about Barry Keegan. I don't know if I sent it to you. No. Okay. I'll send it to you after the show and that'll give you an idea of what you're in for. Um, but it's, it's great. And you get, uh, the, uh, Barry Keegan, uh, try, tried out for the Riddler in the last Batman movie. And that tape ended up online, his tryout. And he has like an elongated version of that dance at the very end of this movie. And it's fucking, it's really good. Hmm. Um, really, really, really impressed with both movies. Cool. And before we get into the next movie, we didn't give a rating to dumb money. What do you think we should give that for a number score? It was a four for me. It was a four for me too. Um, what about these? What about Saltburn and Holdovers? You want to wait until I see those to rate them? I, yeah, I want you to Holdovers is they're both probably around a four and a half for me. Um, okay, but I want to watch them both again too before, when when I get a hold of them and you know when we get them. This when next they're available movie, to stream. This network next movie is technically our Christmas movie for the week because we are in the Christmas season. Um, movie came out uh, yesterday called Silent Night, starring Joel Kill- Kilman. And this movie is basically silent. It's a silent movie. I think there's not. I don't know how many words are actually spoken. I think you throughout. hear. 
Did you hear his wife like in the background, kind of muffled? Once? You hear, ra- you hear, and then you radio. hear her, and then I don't think you hear her at the end when he's reading the letter. It's just silent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah, you hear you hear a radio bit. in the beginning. Yeah. That's it. You don't. It's a, for, throughout the whole entire hundred uh, an hour forty movie. It's silent. Um, basically, what it's about is this guy Joel Kill- Kilman has a Kill- Kinnaman has a son who gets killed in gang warfare. And a gang drive-by goes by his house, shoots him, and he gets a stray bullet. And he takes revenge and starts running after the gang members. And one of the gang members, he, he ends up chasing the gang members. Most of them die in this shootout that they're having next to each other. It's directed by John Woo. Very much what you'd expect from a John Woo movie <laughs> throughout the whole entire thing. Car chases, gunfights, explosions, so on and so forth. Um, he gets shot in the neck. A lot of this is in the trailer. But he becomes silent. He goes. He goes into the hospital for like two or three months. Loses yeah. his voice completely. Does ha, has no voice, so he's silent throughout the whole entire movie. Um, and I won't get into the the whole movie, but I will say that at the end, there's one problem that I had with it: the editing. When I talked to you mm. leaving the movie yeah. theater, um, Kid Cudi, rapper, singer, R and B, whatever you want to say, Kanye West, uh, protege, whatever you want to say. Was in this movie. Great actor, actually. He was in Pearl. Or not Pearl. Oh, um, he was an X. X. Yep. He was an X. Yep. Um, he was in that universe, though. But he was an X. Then he was in this. And he played a detective. And at the end, him and, and uh, the main character go into this warehouse to try to, to try to, to try to kill this one Mexican who killed his son. And both of them get shot pretty bad. Kid Cudi gets shot in the stomach, in the side stomach. And then he gets shot directly right in the middle of the chest blood gushing pouring blowing out of his chest like an explosion and you think well there's no way of surviving that and then it cuts about and then they they kill the they, well spoiler they kill the bad guy and it shows kid cuddy falling onto the ground and he doesn't have the chest wound he only has the one on the side i don't know if it was just they forgot to do it the poor editing i don't i don't know what it was but it was very much noticeable because I thought, well, there's no way Kid Cudi could survive that. But the way they edited it is like, oh, he wasn't shot in the chest at all; he could survive. So I don't know. It was just bad editing. I never, I, haven't, I don't, I'm not usually nitpicky with nitpicky with stuff like that. But I noticed it. If I noticed it, that must mean everyone else did too. So I, for overall, for me, action was pretty good. I think I think Joel Kinnaman, Kinnaman, Kinnaman. How do you say it? What is his name? Kinnaman. Kinnaman is a pretty great actor. Of course, if you've seen the Suicide Squad, he played Rick Flag. Um, Robocop reboot. Robocop reboot. Yeah, he he was in that too. Um, he, I think he's I think he's an Australian actor, correct? He's he's, he's I think a so. Ford, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he was great in this, and I, and his emotion, and 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 how he tried to take revenge. His revenge story is kind of a lot like John Wick. Everybody yep. wants to do a John Wick type story nowadays. And uh, this is, is very much like that revenge, seeking revenge for killing his son, and then that's what he does. He takes down this whole entire Mexican group, and who, yeah. who, who you think it's L.A., but you find out it's in Texas, I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's basically what the movie's about. So overall, for me, it's three and a half, um, just because it's, there's a lot of slow parts, and there's a lot of weird stuff too, just because it's silent. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to get through in a, a silent movie. Where there's no the no talking at all. Yeah. Um, three and a half for me. Uh, to me, this had the same problem to me that like Black Adam had. That this was released in like 2007, um, before we got like the John Wick stuff. I think it would have. I think I, like 
think back, like high school me would have loved this movie. I would watch yeah. this movie a hundred times. If it, but if we've it seen never so been, much, yeah, if it never like, been made, especially before. like John Wick. I mean, it's it's hard to top, especially when a John Wick movie comes out this year that was as powerful as that one was. Yeah. Um, this was uh, this is like a three for me. I think okay. um, it was definitely entertaining, but it took a long time to get to the entertaining yeah, aspect it did. of it. It did. It took a. I was I was thinking we were gonna get the quick scene of him his son dying, and then it would jump right into the action. But there's a good segment of the movie where it's like. I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, there should be, like, half hour left, and he hasn't, like, done anything yet. Um, there was a couple of really creative uh, gun kills. I enjoyed yeah. those. Um, the shotgun one, especially, to the bottom of uh, someone's chin. Yeah, that was um, good. That was good. Um, but overall, it was just lacking something. Just I, something. Maybe, maybe I don't know, dialogue. But it was lacking something else. It, it was just... missing. Di- it was missing dialogue. You are right. <laughs> the one thing I do like about it, what they did with his character... Yep. His first, his first kill. Um, he's a, he's a, just a work. He he works for an electric, electric, electrician company. So he's not, he's not a killer. He's not. This is very out of his realm. So when he makes his first kill, he kills one of the Mexican bad guys. He ends up pulling over to the side of the road and he pukes. Like that's like a yeah. natural reaction. I thought that was pretty cool for his yep. character. Me too. Um, but overall, gunfights were gunfights. Um, yeah. Editing was like I mentioned. So it's between a three and a three and a half, but I'm gonna stick with my three and a half. Um, uh, Silent Night. It's in the theaters now. If you want to watch it, it'll be streaming soon enough. But um, so with that being said, let's get into the news. And it's not a new seven month trailer roundup. Uh, first trailer came out yesterday for. Uh, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga is what they're taglining tag this movie. Um, sequel to Fury Road, uh, prequel to Fury Road. Yes. Talking about the character who was played by Charlize, correct? Charlize Theron yep. in the first movie. Now it's yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yep. Who, I think she's a pretty good actor in what I've seen. You haven't watched Peaky Blinders yet, have you? Well, you've seen the first season. I've seen the first season. Okay, good show. She's, she's in, in that? that She's in that one season. Okay. I can't remember. It was towards the end. Um, she's really good in, uh, obviously, The Menu. I thought she was excellent this, in The Menu. When this movie comes out, I need to watch the Mad Max trilogy, the original. Because I told you before, Mad Max Fury Road is okay to me, but I didn't understand yeah. what the fuck was going on because I didn't I understand the universe. I Fury Road. Um, and, I know, and I know a lot of people did, but I wasn't, like, invested in it. I need to get invested right. in this universe. Have you seen any of the other Mad Maxes? I haven't seen any of the Mel Gibson Fury ones. Fury Road's though. different than any of the other Mad Maxes. Okay. Um, but I still, I still have never seen the third one. But the first two are very good. Um, and, I mean, this movie looks like, basically, it looks like Fury Road light. Like, it just looks like a Fury Road just... Yeah, a lot of explosions, a lot of car yeah. chases. And it's one of the most... I think Fury Road's also one of the most beautiful movies ever made. When I got my uh, OLED, that was one of the first things I watched. Okay. Um, it looks... It's just a beautiful movie. Um, so and, I'm, that, and I'm always way far... I'm bigger into that stuff than you. I love visuals. That's, like, my thing. Um, I don't know. I, lo- I love visuals, too. I, I need I need to get into that series and, and watch Mad Max Fury Road again. And the fact that it was all practical is also fucking impressive. Yeah. And they built all those cars out of just going to junkyards and picking out old cars and building cars. Like, I just, I don't know. I love I love that movie. But yeah, I very, can see why you wouldn't. 
<laughs> very steep. Well, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. I, I went in there completely blind because you wanted to go see it. And I was like, okay, sure. Well, it's going to be a big blockbuster. Plus, I love Tom Hardy. I want to see mm-hmm. it. It's just I was lost. I was lost in it. So I'm gonna, another I'm gonna, movie that's kind of missing dialogue is that movie. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> the movie is, right? yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we're we're gonna do that. I think that comes out in the uh, summer of next year. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna watch those those Mad Max movies. I'm gonna watch Fury Road again and kind of see yeah. maybe getting the glimpse of everything. Maybe I changed my mind. On. Every Mad Max movie is different. That's what I like about the series. Like, there's not two Mad Maxes that are similar, outside of just the tone of it being in post-apocalyptic. Yeah, Australia, I think it is. Yeah. So, um, another movie coming out on Netflix starring uh, uh, what's her name, Sofia Vergara from Modern Family, called Griselda. Griselda is based off a true, real person who was a leader of a cartel in Miami and in the in the Americas. She was everywhere in America. But uh, if you know the rap group, I, I believe they have something to do with this. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I think they produced it or something. Um, Griselda, but. Is based off of her. She's she's playing the the lead head honcho of this or, this cartel. Um, it's all around the time of um, of uh, not El Chapo, but the the uh, fuck. What am I thinking of the cartels back in Mexico? Um, uh, not El Chapo. Fucking <sighs> Escobar, uh, Pablo. So it's all about it's all about around that time. So uh, it's interesting. Trailer looks good, and she doesn't she doesn't look like. Uh, Sophia Vergara from Modern Family. She, she, I think she's wearing prosthetics in this too, or something that makes her look different. So, um, trailer looked pretty cool. So, and maybe something to check out on Netflix. I think it comes out next month. But the thing that you and I both kind of uh, popped for was yes, this prequel series to Ted, done by Seth MacFarlane, coming back doing the voice of Ted. The Ted movies, underrated movies. We just talked about this yesterday off pod, but those movies are fantastic comedy movies. Um, the first one with Mark Wahlberg, he's in he was in both of them, um, with, a, with a talking teddy bear, very much like '80s nostalgia, Alf, Alf. Um, it's, it's just it, he just Seth MacFarlane loves nostalgia pretty much just like we do, and he plays it well in Family Guy, and he does it in stuff like this. And Ted is a perfect perfect example of that. Um, I mean, he did the fla- he did the Flash uh, Flash with um, what's his name in the first movie, so. Um, Flash Gordon, but yeah, it's just it's just it looks funny as hell. Yeah, the red band, the red band trailer. We need looks new comedy. Funny. It's been a we, while since. And this is a and this is a great it's, it's great because it's a series. It's gonna be on Peacock starting yep. on January 11th. Uh, we've already talked about it. We're gonna review the first. We're gonna get proper reviews to the first two uh, TED movies because uh, we haven't seen them in a while. And basically, we just want to watch them, so we're gonna review them as we watch yep. them. So, um, so TED coming out on uh, January 11th. Yep. So look forward to that and, um, every week. And one more thing, too. Um, I saw a preview. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but I saw a preview before Saltburn that uh, really got my attention. American Fiction with Jeffrey Wright. Did you mention that before? Because I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but like if you have it up there, I don't pay attention when you talk about it because I'm be surprised when I see it. I haven't talked about it, but I've heard about it. It looks awesome. Yes. Do you know what it's about? No, I don't, but I've heard about I think Mark, this, like, Bernardin, Mark Bernardin was talking yeah, about it. Yeah. This really, really intellectual, like, African-American man is trying to be a novelist, and basically they're like, your shit's not selling. So under a pen name, he goes out, and he basically makes a movie about black, I mean, a book about black people. He writes a book about black people, and he makes them kind of, like, ignorant. 
and like people think and they like come up with this whole backstory for his pen name and everything so everyone thinks he's like been to prison and he has to like go on like talk shows and talk about it it looks it looks like it has a lot of heart it looks funny it looks it looks awesome so yeah. put that on your radar i think it comes out in a few weeks okay yeah we're gonna be seeing a lot of stuff going into january because it's like i said it's oscar season so Anything that's going to try to get Oscar buzz and get nominations will be coming out and has been coming out. So we'll continue talking about stuff like that. Um, so let's get into the news. Last week's box office, um, it was the Thanksgiving box office, lower than expectations. Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes um, continue to be a number one, $28.8 million. Uh, Napoleon, $20.4 million. And Wish, movie by Disney. Uh, it's not Pixar, it's Disney Animated. Uh, nineteen point yes. five million dollars. Now this is considered a failure, another failure for yep. Disney. I heard Disney, Wish was. I heard it was terrible. Also, I heard that was. It could it's be not very good. It's not yeah, very good from what yeah, I heard. It could be, and um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with Disney. Bob Iger has been. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but he's been defending it, um, trying to trying to uh, right the ship after after COVID, and I think I, I got to tell you. I think the problem with Disney is Disney Plus. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a great it's a great streaming pl- platform, but they're putting stuff on there way too fast, and people are expecting it. So, you look at a movie like Top Gun Maverick. How long did that take to come out on streaming? It took a very long time, and and, and it took a long time not only to come on streaming but to come on iTunes to buy first. Mm-hmm. And they're not waiting. Disney's not waiting. They're putting it right out. Um, and people know that, so they're like, okay, we're not going to watch the new Marvel movie, the Marvels, even no matter how bad it is, we're Mar- Marvel fans, we know we can watch it at home in, in, in at least three months. So why Disney waits longer than HBO, though, by far. Max yes. has things on immediately. Like, Guardians Warner didn't Brothers. come out on, Guardians didn't come to uh, Disney till September. But, but that was also, that was also a successful movie for them. True, true. That was one of the only successful movies this year for them. But it was, it was yeah, it's it's a Disney Plus and streaming in general has ruined a lot of things. But I think I think it's ruined Disney the most, just because Disney has the most fans that want to watch a lot of their stuff, and it's not just Marvel I think, and didn't Star Indiana Wars. Indiana Jones just come on today. It's Indiana, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones was on the first, so yeah, it came out today, and that was a failure in the box office when that movie yep. would have been huge a decade. Yep. Ago. They tr- they tried so. to milk the. Uh the buys on streaming because yeah. that came out to buy in like September or something. Yeah, but I didn't buy it and I usually would buy a movie like that. I, haven't I know. Yet, so. I usually would pre-order it. Yep. I don't do that anymore. And, and, and I gotta tell you, it was a great fucking movie. It was really good mm. nostalgic movie and we and we didn't really, t- I mean we talked about Better it. Better than we expected. Haven't, we haven't really lamented how great that movie really is. It's, it's a great swan song for Harrison Ford. It just shouldn't have cost Harrison. $300 million. No, it shouldn't when have. the new Godzilla movie cost $15 million. And looks like a two hundred million dollar. It does. Movie. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, what the hell are these studios doing? Yep. Yeah, they're not. They're not putting the money. It's in the like right they're places. fucking money laundering or something. But wish, like you mentioned, it's a failure. It only made it uh, thirty one point seven million uh, over the five days. So it, it it was it was a disaster for Disney. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But right now there is a fest. There is a uh, not a comic book, comic con, but a. Uh, a thing going on down, I think it's in South America. Uh, in, uh, it's in Brazil. Brazil, yeah. Uh, uh, South America, yeah. Yep. And Did you see that uh, cool shit they were doing with Zack Snyder? Where no. you could get in line, and they had an entire set from Rebel Moon built, and oh, Zack cool. Snyder would direct you in a three-minute scene, and then they would send you the DVD of it. Oh, that's Or cool. they would send you the file. That's, that's awesome. fucking really cool, because they, they played that movie tonight uh, at the end of the day. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Day. 
but yeah, they're releasing they're releasing a lot of posters, a lot of information. There's gonna be some trailers during the weekend because it's, it's it's happening during the weekend. Started started today, but they released two they released two posters for House of the Dragon, coming out summer of 2024. Um, this is going to be a trailer tomorrow. We were gonna we we talked about doing an episode late this week, but we're gonna talk about it next week. But the trailer will be coming out tomorrow. Um, a show we're both excited for. Yep. I know you probably a little bit more than I am because you've read the book. I just I, and I love the the whole world, the whole universe. I love living in that universe. And you kind of know what's going to happen too. I don't. You know a little I, bit more than I do. Luckily, you, hope, you know. Yeah. Luckily, I've forgotten a lot because it's 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 a lot that goes on. There's a lot of names. Yeah. But I remember a couple big things, and one of them will be happening this season, and I really want to see how they pull that off. Yep. And uh, yeah, that, that, that trailer we'll talk about that next week. Um, two posters, actually three posters, but I didn't get the third one for Kong versus Godzilla again, coming out in 2024, two posters with the two of them. Um, I'm excited for that because the movie, even though, even though the third movie in that franchise was not that good, it was a good fight movie as far as the two of them battling each other in, in a city. I think it was Boston and it was good. And I, and I, I haven't seen, um, Monarch. Uh, Legacy of Monsters yet on Apple TV? Have you have you dived into it? Yet? I have not. I want to I check it out though because I think Shatner does the first two episodes. He does. He does. And I heard it's um, good. So yeah, yeah. Um, the Boys getting spun off with a Mexican version of yes. the Boys. This is interesting. Um, but it's going to be part of the Boys universe, done by uh, Daniel Luna, uh, uh, Diego Luna, who is in who's in Andor. And Gail Garcia yep. Bernal, who's Werewolf by Night, who's Jack Russell in uh, Marvel. So they're going to executive produce, maybe star in it as well. Um, but they I won't be playing if, major characters. Yeah, I really wonder if it's going to be like a boys-like group that take, that's in Mexico, or if that's it's going to be the boys going into Mexico I don't know. with superheroes. I don't know which way they're going to go with it. I'm guessing they'll have their own group of the boys down in Mexico, because I'm sure Carl Urban's price tag would be jumping yeah. at that point if they make him go do that show. Yeah, they've um, they've got a franchise. They've got a franchise on their hands right now, and yep. um, they they're gonna milk it as much as they can. I mean, they've they have animated, they have do live action much. shows. Don't, don't do don't, too don't much. Do, don't do too much. <laughs> they've already they've already got Gen V, which is a great show. They've got The Boys, which is a fantastic show, which is the basis of everything. Yep. And they're spinning it off. And there's something else. What else did I read today that they were gonna do too? I can't remember what it was, what it was, but maybe I'll see it again. We'll talk about it. Um, Something they announced today. Um, also announced that Nosferatu, coming out next Christmas in 2024, starring Bill Skarsgård as the vampire, um, Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp, Aaron, Ta- Aaron Taylor Johnson. Talk about this cast. William, Def- yeah. William Defoe. This cast looks incredible. It's going to be gothic horror. Um, Nosferatu, of course, one of the very first uh, movies. I think it was the first vampire movie ever put on film. A French movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yep. So that comes out. Uh, Robert Eggers is directing it, so we'll talk Which about that next Christmas. Pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Um, how many Eggers movies have you seen? I don't know. What has he directed? I, I don't know. Northman, The Witch, no. and The Lighthouse. I think that's the other movies he's directed. I do want to see The Witch. Uh, Lighthouse did not. I didn't have any appeal to that movie whatsoever. I haven't seen it. It's interesting. It's weird. Okay. Um, and. Um, Norseman was really good. You probably I heard, heard. I heard. I heard that was good. Yeah, that's good. Um, another movie announced today. Eli Roth announced that he's returning to Thanksgiving. He's doing Thanksgiving two. He said he wanted to make it a franchise. Uh, kind of left it wide open. If you've seen it, um, 
So yeah, he's coming back. It's coming out in 2025 around oh, Thanksgiving. Um, I forgot to tell you too uh, that woman that's in the diner in the Thanksgiving movie there. Yep. Um, she's a real descendant of the real John Carver. No shit. Yeah, when she got the I role, I guess I listened to an Eli Roth interview this week, and when she got the role, she literally started breaking down in front of Eli Roth, and he was like, wow. "What?" And she and she came out. She was like, "Yeah, he was like my great great uncle or great 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 uncle, whatever it is." Wow. So yeah. Yeah, I love shit cool. like that. I love shit like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, coming out in 2025, so can't wait for that. Um, Tim Burton announced that Beetlejuice 2 is done filming. Um, they only had a day and a half left to shoot before the strikes happened. So they went right back and continued shooting, and we're done pretty much uh, this week. So they're done. I'm going to go into post-production, whatever they haven't done already. Um, kind of excited for that, even though I think it's a movie that took way too long to happen. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 30-year-old um, sequels are, diff- are very difficult to nail. Yes, yeah, very much. Very um, difficult. Talk about Bob Iger and Disney. Um, he confirms that 2026 will be his next exit strategy. Um, he left notoriously before. Um, did a great job at Disney for the years that he was there. Left um, Bob Chappick, ruined everything, and he came back to try to fix and, and try to make Disney better again. Make uh, Disney better again because of the lackluster lackluster box office and the and the stuff that's going on with Marvel and the stuff that's going on with Disney Animation. But then he decides to talk about this. Now this is something we have to discuss. Um, he thinks the lack of execs on the set is why Marvels is underperforming. Mm. What do you think about? What do you do? You think that there needed to be more Disney execs on set to regulate how that movie turned out? Disney execs? No, I don't know how much he was there. But if one of the execs missing was Kevin Feige, right? Then yes, more Kevin Feige. Yes. I don't know if that was affected by whatever happened with Chapek. Um, I know Feige wasn't on the set as much as he would have been or should have been, um, or if he's got you know his his irons and too many fires um but more kevin feige not studio execs uh creative executives not that's, not not suits right because that's where the problems for movies like this lie right when the executives get their hands on it i mean you look back at the fox universe why did the fox universe fail merchandising it was in that it was in the mcu book of kind of what the what the basis of our avr avr it or our yep um, what his he wanted that, uh, merchandising and he didn't want MCU female book is awesome action. by the way yeah it is and so he good did, and he didn't want female action figures and that's basically why there were no action, uh, female superheroes except for Elektra which is one, the only one that happened that whole entire time yeah really. um, and, and Feige's and, the exact opposite and Feige's the opposite and that, I mean it's a good thing I mean as long as you have the good strong character they'll anything could be sell anything could sell. But yeah, he did. He did say that, and a lot of people, a lot of uh, nerds, are talking shit about uh, about uh, Bob about uh, Bob Iger because of it. I think Bob Iger runs a very huge company, does a great job not only running Disney movies, but he also runs the parks. He runs he runs the whole entire company at Disney, which is gigantic parks around the parks around the world, cruises, the movies, um, the TV, the streaming, everything. Yeah, what he needs. That's why what happened is when he stepped back from Disney, he basically. Let, he stayed around for like a year after he that, did. but he to let, he let Chapek, transition. Yeah. and he he let Chapek pretty much do whatever he wanted to do, and didn't really interfere. I think with whoever is taking over for him, they need to be like working side by side with him for at least the entire year of twenty twenty five. I don't know. Do you think that could be Feige, or do you think they're going to go somewhere else? 
Because Feige's next move is moving up to that type of spot, but I don't know if he'd be interested, like you said, in running the theme parks and shit like that. I don't think he would. I think I think he's I think he's set on being a nerd. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, he's just he's just he's just the world's biggest nerd, and he gets paid for it. Yeah. So it's awesome. Um, Tom Holland giving his first uh, MCU update after the writer strike and the actor strike ended. Uh, he's giving a Spider-Man Four update, talking about. Um, uh, they've been actively engaging in conversation, also saying that um, he feels very protective over the character. He says, I feel very, very lucky that we were able to work on a franchise that got better with each movie, which I think is really rare, which he's correct. Um, and I want to protect his legacy, so I won't make another one for the sake of making another one. It'll have to be worth the while for the character, which he's on the right track for, for a kid that young to have that mindset. It's pretty good. So, yeah, and, and they, they did leave it wide open. Um, if Sony and Marvel and uh, MCU decided to split off, um, they could ground the character again in, in New York City with a brand new uh, traditional Spider-Man suit, which I wouldn't want, but it could happen. Um, I think that's the way they're going because that's what he made at the end of the last movie. It's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of seems like, that like could that. be the direction. I would prefer that and then just have him build his out. But nobody knows if he'll be in the MCU or not yet. So yeah, the only they, the only thing that that's known is that. Sony is owed, or Sony is owed one, owes one Spider-Man cameo in a MCU movie. Right. And I'm guessing they're saving saving it for Secret Wars, and that's probably where he's going to get the black suit because that's what happens in the comic books, and that's going to set up the next trilogy if I were to guess. Yeah. Whether that's a Sony trilogy and an MCU trilogy or just a Sony trilogy, we'll have to wait and see, but um, time will tell on that. Bruce Campbell was talking interviews this week, confirms that his character in the Raimi movies of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Bruce Campbell. I, I think he's funny, and I think he does a great job in those movies. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and having him cast as the guy who's the wrestler announcer I thought was a great touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Matro D, he was, he was, he's great in those movies. So um, whatever he wants to say, I'm for. Um, yep. New rumors which we've been talking about this has been a fan casting for a while but the rumor is that Killian Murphy is rumored to be the top choice to play Doctor Doom he's actually yep. talked about it in interviews how if the role is good and the and the script is there he would have no t- no problem signing on the role um, I mean fuck he was he was Scarecrow so he has no problem doing a role role yeah. like this a villain role so let him fucking he's a do great, it he's a great actor man let him let I, him fucking I do mean, it I don't know if he's going to be able to get the uh, Oscar this year uh, Giamatti is probably going to be up there. Um, Barry Keegan might even get his name in there for Saltburn. But, I mean, I would love to see Cillian Murphy get that award this year. Do you think Christopher Nolan would ever direct an MCU movie? Nope. Because how awesome would it be if he directed him as Doctor Doom? That would be awesome. Yeah. But Shackman's already on the project. Well, no, I mean, he could be in other MCU movies. And what if he was in a Doctor Doom special presentation? See that? I think you would. I think you would think about doing a Doctor Doom movie that's not not a big I don't know, blockbuster. I don't think he. I don't think he wants to get involved in something involved with other things. Like, because yeah, they basically offered him the stewardship of DC. the DC. Yeah. Um, and I there's been talks about him circling Bond. Yeah. But that he would require three movies and complete creative control over everything. Yeah. Um, so he's at the point where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, I don't see him working for Marvel. Plus, he's he's an he's a uh, 
higher up at Paramount too. He's not just a director for them anymore. Yeah. Uh, he actually has an official role over there. So does he have does he have his next movie lined up already? Or is this no. Okay, so he, he is he is on the docket for something big. He's I think he's either gonna do Bond or do his own story. Okay. Um that's what I think is I think he's waiting to hear on Bond. This is just me as yeah. a fan of his and knowing what's going on with the Bond situation now where they're looking to line up their next Bond and director, this, that and the other thing, and knowing that Bond is like Honor Magic Secret Service is like his favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of my favorite Bond movies that never gets talked it's about. One, it's, it's one George of my favorites. After watching, movie. after after watching, it's one of my favorites too. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And I, I didn't expect it to be either. Yeah. Um, writing shakeup over at Marvel. We've already talked about Kang Dynasty. Lost a director, lost a writer. Um, they're doing something that they should have done a long time ago, and keeping it uh, all together. Kang Dynasty's yeah. uh, writer is going to be Michael Waldron, who's writing Secret Wars as well. So they're making it a complete continued story, which. I'm surprised they didn't do in the first place because they're two Avengers movies one year after another. Um, so it makes sense. They did it with it. We did it with Infinity War and Endgame. Do it with this too. And I'm sure if they did it correctly, they should have two directors doing this. Uh, one director doing the same two movies as well. But that's if they shoot back to back and it's the same cast and everything, which we'll have to wait and see. Yep. But uh, Michael Waldron, screenwriter for uh, King Dynasty, which has been rumored to maybe may not happen, but uh, may or may not. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that as well. Um, Taika Waititi talking about mm. directing Thor Ragnarok only for the money saying yes. I had no interest in doing one of those films but I was poor and I just had a second child and I thought you know what this would be a great opportunity to feed these children he's kind of joking he's a very joking funny uh, uh, tongue of cheek kind of guy so um, he's getting he's getting roasted on the internet he, for this but too. he's getting roasted but, for it but it brings me back to a quote uh, I can't remember where I heard it but I think it's it's a pretty good quote and it's you do the things you have to do so you can do the things you so you can afford to do the things you want to do. Right. He's a guy that wants to write and direct his own stuff. He probably didn't have any interest in doing this, but he had to feed his family yeah. and he was a director. So he took the job. Didn't have to write the first one. Um, he took the job, he did it, he was able to do other stuff after that. He was nominated for an Oscar for Best Director after that. So I mean, do the things you have to do so you can afford to do things you want to do. And he did that. He doesn't have to ever work for Marvel again to ever make a payday. Although yeah. I heard that soccer movie is fucking trash. I heard it is too. It looks bad. Everybody everybody yeah. wants to do a Which is weird because story. And it's like, like Fastbender. Yeah. So you would think it would be like good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it doesn't look good. I didn't like the trailer when I saw it. Um Agatha Darkhold Diaries, kind of a sequel to WandaVision, coming out sometime next year. Um, the 4K of WandaVision, the, the uh, 4K steelbook came out, and a special feature came out with a little preview of said uh, said TV series, Darkhold Diaries, with official first look of Agatha, and who is being to- told could be Wiccan. Wiccan is one of the sons grown up of Wanda. Um, and this is a grown-up, uh, grown-up actor of those kids. It's not the same kids. It's another. It's another. They they cast him into a older role, but which we kind of figured was going to happen at time jump for yep. the children. But um, yeah, I, I, we're we're getting closer to Young Avengers, so it makes sense that they're going to bring in Wiccan and probably um, his brother, who's the uh, fast one. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see what happens with that. Um, Deadpool 3 confirmed to resume production this week. Um, also, big rumor that Daphne Keene 
was in talks to reprise her role of Laura, aka X23, and Deadpool 3, and she's signed on the uh, dotted line to return for Deadpool 3. Um, Good. Have you seen her lately? She grew up to be a pretty, yeah, uh, she's pretty, hot. pretty hot woman. Right? So yeah. yeah, because I remember I saw a photo of her somewhere, and I was like, why does the name sound familiar? So I looked her up, yeah. Because she was like, what, 13 or 14 in yeah. Logan? Yep. Yeah, so she's yep. in her early 20s now. So, yeah, I, I I can't wait. It's probably my most anticipated movie next yep. year. And we all were hoping for a spinoff with her anyways after watching Logan, so I'm glad they signed her up for this. Yep. Because, yep. I mean, Feige, Logan's Feige, so good. Feige knows what we want, so I'm hoping that yeah. he does a good job on this. Um, Venom DLC in the Spider-Man 2 game speculated after actor admits only 10% of his dialogue is in the actual game so far. Um so yeah, I, I, we'll have to wait and see because there's a lot of open stories that could happen for a DLC. There's a Carnage story. Yep. Um, there's a Venom. There's a Venom story. You you say that we want to review this game by the end of December, so I got to get get on it. Yeah, you got once you get to the parts where you're Venom, um, that game is fucking incredible. The story itself isn't great, but it's just so much fun to play. Yeah. And if you just play the story, um, you'll probably want to do some side missions, but. Don't concern yourself with all of them. You'll yeah. finish the game around 50% with 50% left to do with side missions. Okay. okay. Um, this week was 35 years anniversary of the Sandman comic, the very first issue. Um, and the show is officially restarting production um, oh, for season watch two. That. That's what I'm going to watch after I'm done with Smallville. Hell yes. You should watch that instead of Smallville, seriously. Sandman is one of the best things I've seen on Netflix. And I've seen Stranger Things, so that's me. That's 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 a, a good praise. Um, Alien, new movie taking place between the original and Aliens, the second movie. Um, also, Tim Lee, Tim, Timothy Oliphant is joining a new Alien series on FX. Yep. Um, I don't know much about what's going on with the Alien franchise, other than I, don't I know either, cause Disney owns that now. I saw him being cast in the TV show. I'm like, huh thought it was a movie but apparently there's a movie and a tv show um good for him he's a i love timothy old fan i do too i I love although some of them are horrible and unwatchable i love the alien franchise as a whole um alien and aliens are two of my favorite movies of all time so i'm looking forward to this and the the movie has the blessing of uh the creator so we'll see what's your feelings on this spinal tap um you ever seen it Spinal Tap. I must have at some point. It's um, been a long mo- time. Mockumentary about a rock yeah, star. Uh, uh, I think Gass. I saw it when I was at the video store, when I worked at the video store. You probably you probably did, yeah. Um, Rob Reiner uh, talking about doing a follow-up movie, and they're going to start filming in February. Um, probably too late. 30, 40 years too late. But... Uh, they're gonna they're gonna be bringing in some pretty good, uh, pretty big musical uh, legends: Paul McCartney, Elton John, and Garth Brooks, of all things. Um, yeah, a sequel to Spinal Tap. I'm not sure what to think about it. I guess I'll have to turn it up to eleven. Um, Rockstar announced that the new GTA trailer is coming out on December 5th at uh, 9 a.m. So this week on Tuesday, we're gonna talk about it next week. Um, like I mentioned, I'm gonna be I want to be playing. Uh, GTA, uh, this next generation, hopefully. So uh, I can't wait. Um, Cybertruck, this thing that Elon Musk announced a long, long time ago, finally is coming into production, being delivered to Tesla customers right now. Um, it has two trim options, starting at seventy-nine thousand dollars at the low end, 
going almost up to $100,000 for the higher end. They, um, they look like the cars in that Stallone and Wesley Snipes they do. movie. Uh, what the fuck is that movie? Oh my uh, god, that movie's so good. Demolition Man. Demolition Man, yeah. They, they do. look they like look the, very the cars in Demolition Man. It's like a mix between a pickup truck, that, and a DeLorean, trying to yep. get that uh, futuristic look. But um, completely bulletproof for what reason, I don't know. It seems like that adds to the price, but goes 320 miles per charge, <laughs> so it's not a lot. So every rapper on the planet is going to have one. Yeah, and they're all. It's it's just it looks shitty. So I don't know. It's it's just it's just the way things. I'd are rather buy one of those DeLoreans they're releasing. The new DeLoreans look. Great. Oh my god, they do. They look futuristic, but not like overly futuristic. Yep. Um, Bradley Cooper was on Howard Stern this week. Talked about that he originally wrote the role, offered the role of his older brother to Howard. Um, Howard, of course, acted only once in private parts. Um, has been very picky on the roles that has been given and decides decided not to act. So Bradley, is, who's a friend, friend of the show, friend in real life to Howard, um, while he was writing the movie of Stars Born, offered him the role of his older oh. brother, which ended up going to Sam Elliott. I think the role... Thank God it did. He, he ended up writing that role for Sam Elliott, so it worked right, right. for him, for Howard. It would have been a t- completely, totally different role. It would have worked. Yeah. But I think Sam Elliott was just perfect in how that movie turned out. Sam Elliott um, doesn't... <clears throat> do bad movies i love like sam elliott's a fucking legend i love that guy yeah he also talked about um he chose eagle super bowl win over the 2024 oscars Mm. i saw um, that for for maestro so does he already have an oscar he does yeah for yeah yeah, uh, yeah, so he's he's also the same for the He's a huge Eagles. He's a huge Eagles fan. What are your thoughts on probably a Celtics? What are your thoughts on the Patriots right now? Uh, (coughs) Not existing. (laughs) Last time they were this bad. You see the article I posted on Facebook? I did. That's why. Gas like a dollar thirteen. Yeah, uh, it's not good. Not good at all. Um, Yeah, I don't know if Belichick's going or not. I talked to Chris about it. He thinks Belichick will be back next year. Um, Okay. If Belichick comes back, we need a quarter. He needs to lose all of his GM duties. I don't know, man. It's a mess down there. It's a mess. Yep. Uh, finally, a news: Zack Snyder. Oh, Zack Zack Snyder. Oh my God. Huh. You know, you know. According to everyone that I talked to. The interviewer made all the stuff up. In fact, some of the quotes he took from a podcast Zach was on about six years ago, according to, you know, the, the Snyder people. Is that the Snyder group? The, the, the Dark Knight. That, that's from a, 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 a podcast because he definitely wants to continue the, the Snyder first. Well, the rumors yeah. are all that that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. And Snyder has actually said that he's uh, he'd, only, he'd only come back to the DC to adapt the Dark Knight. Returns. She kind of already Which, did. I was gonna say, didn't bit. he do that? Does he know he fucked up? Is that why he? I mean, it's Maybe. not the exact story. It's just elements from that story. But I he mean, wants to do a, he wants to do a, a, a book to screen adaptation, complete adaptation, which is understandable. You know bring back, bring back Ben, and bring back fucking Henry in six years and do it. Yep. I would absolutely love that. Um, I mean, he probably got kind of fucked over when he was doing it the first time because they were like. Make sure Gail, make sure Wonder Woman's in the film and do this and, or whatever happened. But uh, I'd say do it. Let him do it. Let him go out. Make Rebel Moon his thing. It has a lot of potential. Make Rebel Moon like his legacy, basically. Which DC could have been his legacy, but things went the way they went. Yeah. And here we are. Jimmy Pistol's news, in charge. 
<laughs> but the news is that he um, he's done. Snyderverse is done. Mm-hmm. He's he's on to a new chapter, like you mentioned. Rubble Moon is his uh, passion project going forward, and uh, he's going to focus on that. And uh, he he's going to be where nobody wears spandex or flies without a spaceship. So that's yep. that's, that's the plan. Good, good for him. He's doing his passion project. And this is something he's he wrote the script in like two thousand two. And we're excited. We're excited for it. We're going to review it in a few yeah. weeks. I'm, I'm excited and very nervous also. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just it's, it's I hope Snyder, it's good. So. I love the cast. Yep. Yeah. You never know what the story with him. Yep, you never know. Um, so that's it for the show. And uh, we are going to come back next week. Next week we're going to be talking about something that we've been wanting to watch. I've been wanting to watch pretty much my whole entire life since I've been a Star Wars fan. We're going to review the, the Star Wars holiday special that came out in the late 70s. That's Notorious. on the Plex, right? And that's on the Plex. And on Tuesday, a documentary comes out about the making of that said special, and we're going to review that as well. We're going to be doing that next week for our Christmas episode for the for the week, Christmas review. And that is it for this week. So we will talk to everyone then with a uh, with a nice, pretty great Star Wars episode. Yep. Can't wait. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.